Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's good to see everybody here this morning. Amen. Sun shining brightly, maybe too brightly. That's all right. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Indeed. Attitude check. Amen. Not too much in the way of announcements uh, this morning. The um, let's see, the Christmas light committee will be meeting after church uh, this morning. Mark has some things he needs to talk talk over, so uh, keep that in mind. And uh, the old settlers, you saw it on the screen a minute ago, but uh, the old settlers will be next weekend, and we're looking forward to that. We missed it last year, and. Uh, this year we're going to have fun. Uh, you'll notice there's something new in your uh, little boxes in the back of the pews there, and a new form to fill out. Uh, haven't been having too much luck getting uh, uh, getting people to write down their prayer requests and turn them in, so uh, we're just going to have to insist, really, if you want your, uh, if you have somebody whose name should go on the prayer uh, request list then uh, fill out a form and we'll pick them up at the end of the service and, and uh, go through them all I uh, have a hard time hearing voices from the middle or back of the room and uh, so we just need everything on paper if we possibly can fill them out and Phil sitting back there he'll pick them up when, at the end of the service and we'll go through the prayer list then we do appreciate your cooperation on this because uh, last two or three weeks especially I've been getting some names wrong and, and uh, we don't do that. People deserve to have their names spelled right. Some people even insist. Yes, some of us do. <laughs> Who was it? One of the, uh, I think it was Mae West, said say what you want to about me but to spell my name right. Great is the Lord, he is holy and just, by his power we trust in his love. Let's stand and begin our service this morning with praise to the Lord. Great is the Lord, he is holy and just, by his power we trust in his love. Great is the Lord, he is faithful and true, by mercy he proves he is love. Great is the Lord and worthy of glory, great is the Lord and worthy of praise. Great is the Lord, now lift up your voice, now lift up your voice.
162. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we Open for friends. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. As we trials and temptations. Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Will you take us to the Lord in prayer, please? Sure. Our Father in God, Lord, we are humbled just to be here in your presence, in your house. Lord, it is such a blessing to not only know you, but to be known by you, to be called your child. Lord, we are so blessed. We thank you that You went to the cross, Jesus, and died and paid a debt for our sin that we could not pay so that we could have the gift of eternal life, which we could never get any other way. You are such a good God, so loving, so true. Lord, I thank you that we do find solace in you. We do love that 
hour of prayer, that time we spend alone with you. And one day, it'll be face to face. We look forward to that day. Lord, let us feel your presence here this morning in such a way that it's almost as if we're there now. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen may be seated. Hmm. We did forget birthdays. Thank you, John. I'm glad somebody keeps me on track. Does anyone have a birthday this week? Your granddaughter. Okay. Anybody else? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Anniversaries? No anniversaries. Then let's continue. Yes. The head. We'll we'll catch him next week. Mm-hmm. We we work a week behind sometimes anyway. Well, let's continue our uh, our worship with the uh, with the communion hymn. God. Her love was when God became a man, number 249. Love that reached to me. 
my whole world caved in. Love was when Jesus rose to walk with me. Lovingly he brought a new life that's free. Love was God, only He would try to reach and love one such as I. Amen. Phil Emily has our meditation this morning. looking through some stuff and I found this like a cute little thing. He says, we need a drummer. On one side of a church reader board recently had what seemed to be considered a strange statement. Our son Scott, a pastor, saw it recently and chuckled. He thought it was funny. It simply says, we need a drummer. He understood it and so did our members. But I wonder what non-members think of it. There are church signs all over town that makes perfect sense, but this one says we need a drummer. Of course, if you refer to our praises band, who's regularly a drummer, is home in Portland while the university is on vacation. Mike and Susan and I were talking about this at the start, at the start, us thinking, yes, we do need a drummer. What does a drummer do? He keeps the beat so we can stay together when we sing or dance. Keeps us going when we are tired, like military drummers. Marching band running around the fields. If they can hear, the drummer will end up in the correct place while keeping the beat the whole time. Drummers, along with the drum major leaders, a parade inspires us. Now it's the new year, we start I'm sorry, now is the new year and new start, a blank page. But every day of our every year, we need a drummer, our own personal spiritual drummer. We have a drummer, of course, and he is Jesus Christ. His word, uh, his word helps us find in our own lives if we listen. Uh, he keeps us going when we're tired. He keeps us moving together as Christians towards a common goal, sal- salvation. He leads us into this troubled world and in our lives so that we do not get lost in all of our running rounds. As Psalms says, 18.3 says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. We will follow our drummer, our Lord Jesus Christ. We will listen to his words. We will find the beat and rhythm for our own lives. We will worship, study, work, and pray with others to motivate together in faith. Even if we scatter in all directions at time, like the University of Oregon Margin Band, the steady beat of God's word can keep us from getting lost. We only need to listen carefully 
pray with faith, act sincere and honestly, and trust in God is leading us. May we listen and pray now as we recall recall the that when Jesus lived on this earth, he gave his apostles continual guidance and research reassurance. And then on the night before he died, he said, Take the bread and eat eat it for this is my body, and take this cup and drink it. Do this in remembrance of me, and the beat will go on. Amen. Let's pray. <clears throat> Our gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for everything you have given us. Lord, we thank you for your one and only Son died for us on the cross. We thank you for giving our lives and, and keep on going and giving us breath every day. Lord, we need to help our, our nation, heal our nation. It's getting be more and more violence out there. Shootings going on. We need to stop it. Lord, there's just so much ugliness right now. Satan's trying to steal, kill, and destroy us, and we need you to pray more and more harder for you. Lord, just lift us hearts up and guide us. And then as we take this communion, remember what you gave to us, your one and only son, died for us on the cross. Amen. Amen. Let's spend a few moments in silent conversation with the Lord. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room to eat the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it, and passed it among them, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And in like manner, the cup, after they had eaten, giving thanks, he passed it among his disciples, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Let's stand for the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Continue our praise and our worship this morning with uh, number 359.
He keeps me singing. There's within my heart a melody Jesus whispers sweet and low Fear not, I am with thee, peace be still In all of life's ebb and flow Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Sweetest name I know Fills my Keeps me singing as I go. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife. Discharge filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the broken strings, stirred the slumbering chords again. Jesus, 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 sweetest. On the riches of his grace, resting neath the sheltering wing, always looking on his smiling face. That is why I shout and sing Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every Sometimes he leads through waters deep, try to fall across my way. Though sometimes the path seems rough and steep, see his footprints all the way. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my Coming back to welcome me Far beyond the stars I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown I shall wing with him on high Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Sweetest name I know Fills my seated. John Klimek has our special this morning. Um, this First I'd like to share something, just three verses that I read this morning and uh, I just felt compared to share, compelled to share them. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to emphasize with our weaknesses, 
but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Amen. God, I'm on my knees again. God, I'm begging, please again. I need you. Oh, I need you. Walking down these desert roads, water for my thirsty soul. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. Your forgiveness. Like sweet, sweet honey on my lips Like the sound of a symphony to my ears It's like holy water on my skin Dead man walking, slave to sin I want to know about being born again I need you Oh, I need you Just take me to the riverside Take me under, baptized I need you Oh God, I need you Your forgiveness like sweet, sweet honey on my lips It's like the sound of a symphony to my ears oh, It's like holy water on my skin I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. I don't want to abuse your grace. I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. Your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. It's like the sound of a symphony to my ears Oh, it's like holy water on my skin It's like holy water
but about the day, the day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it is the days of Noah, so it will be, be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah ended the ark, and they will, and they knew nothing about the what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will enter the field. One will be taken, another one will be left. Two women will be grinding it with a handmill. One will be taken, one will be left. Therefore, keeping watch, because you do not know on what day the Lord will come. But understand, but understand this, and the owner of the house had not had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch, and he would not have left this house, been broken into. So you also must be re- ready, because the Son of Man will come at the hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom the master has put in charge of the servant in his household, to give them the food in the proper time? It will be good for the servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But suppose that the servant is wicked and says to him, Self, my master is staying away a long time and then he begins to beat his fellow servant and then eat and drink with drunkenness. the masters of the servant will come on the day when he does not expect him and at the hour he is not aware of he will cut him into pieces assign him a place with the hypocrites where they will weep and gnarse of teeth. Amen. All right. I heard part of that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good morning. Good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Oh, boy. John, I thank you for your song. That was a blessing. Uh, even one you can listen to on the radio. <laughs> All right. Well, Jesus is answering the last question uh, in this segment and in the next couple of segments or pericopes that uh, where the disciples had asked last week, when will these things happen? When will it be and when will the end come? So he's, he's answering, when will the end come? And he said, I don't know. Basically, that's what he said. I don't know. You don't know. You know why he don't want us to know? Because if we knew, we'd be dumb and do bad things up until the last minute. And then we'd repent. That's why he don't want us to know, folks. Plain and simple. I know a lot of people who think that because they don't know when he's coming or because they don't know when they're going... They want to play around with sin up until 
They get old and they get to the last point of their life, they think. Well, the problem with that logic is a lot of people die young. Again, the point being, we don't know. Therefore, we should live every moment of every day as if it is our last day. That way we're prepared no matter what happens, whether we die or whether the Lord returns, we're ready. And that's basically the message of this pericope is be ready because you don't know. You know, that's really the message of the whole book of Revelation too. Be ready because you don't know. Even Jesus himself says he doesn't know. The angels don't know. Only the Father knows. And, you know, again, I, t- I mentioned this in Sunday school, but for all of those of us who have read the oracle by Jonathan Kahn, we can see how everything is orchestrated by God from beginning to end. And we have no reason to have any doubt that he has a plan for the end. His word tells us that plan But we don't know when. And therefore we must be ready with every breath we take, with every heartbeat. We should be faithful to God, ready to go see him. You know, I know that there's been a lot of people, even a lot of ministers, that have got caught in some sin. And a public spectacle was made of those things. What a shame that is to the name of Jesus. But the thing is, we're all human. We all sin. You know, our sins may just be thoughts instead of actions, but they're still sins. Others may not know that because they're just thoughts, but God does. And he holds us accountable even for that. Do you know the word of God says that we are to hold every thought subject to God. Subject to the Holy Spirit. We're to be led, in other words, by the Holy Spirit. Even our very thoughts. So, when the Bible says, love your enemy. And we begin to struggle with that. That's a problem between us and the Lord. We think of it as a problem between us and our enemy. But it really, at the moment that we don't love them and pray for them and try to meet their needs and minister to them and try to win them to the Lord because we have a problem with them, then it becomes a problem between me and the Lord because I'm not obeying what he says. He says to pray for them who abuse you. And he, he gives a couple of examples here. You know, one he talks about a woman out working, one's gone, the other's left. Men out working, one's gone, one's left. Now, some people say that gives no reference to uh, uh, what we call a rapture. Others believe that that's what's t- 
talked about here. I'll let you make your own mind up what you think, but the point is, is that there are differences of opinion about how to interpret these things. But you know, whether you think it's about the rapture or not is not nearly as important as if you believe what he's saying, that he's coming like a thief in the night. So be ready. Whether he comes back and takes the church out or whether we have to go through certain amounts of, of, of that, that's really not the point. <laughs> the point here is be ready. That's why he says in verse 42, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know what day your Lord will come. What does it mean to keep watch? Well, I don't know. Most of you have probably had some way or some point in your life where you've stood watch for something. But for those of us who've been in the military, we know what it means to stand watch. Uh, you get caught sleeping while you're standing and watch, you're in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. I know, because I got caught. <laughs> My watch was different than a soldier's watch. My watch was to watch the gauges on the electric generator system because I had charge of making sure the electricity on the ship was going Smoothly, running the way it was supposed to, had the right amount of voltage, the right amount of current, so forth and so on. And we were standing 12 on and 12 off. I'd been doing that for two weeks because everybody else was sick. And on the last day, the captain happened to walk through, and I was sitting there. I was snoozing. Yep, that cost me. (laughs) Wasn't pleasant. I don't care what the circumstances are. What if we were at war? We're not. (laughs) That didn't go over too well either. (laughs) But when you keep watch, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It don't matter how tired you are. It don't matter how bad things are. It doesn't matter how good things are. <laughs> you know, sometimes the devil wants to make us feel like our life is so good that we don't need Jesus. We just go enjoy yourself and have fun. Everything's good. That's a problem in America today. So many people are not seeing the spiritual signs of what is going on in our nation Because they're so busy with their self, 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 feeding the flesh. Oh, I've got plenty of food. I've got groceries. I've got money coming in. Oh, I'm good. I don't have anything to worry about, folks. Nothing. I've got everything under control. I got everything I need. You hear many times they say I in that? I, I, I. That's the wrong way to look at things. I don't have anything. God's got me. And in God having me, he has everything in my life. He's the one who provides me for everything I need. That's a promise. He shall meet all our needs in Christ Jesus. 
That is a guarantee. But when we start trying to take it from him and run it ourselves, there's no guarantee anymore, folks. Sorry, guarantee's broken. And we broke it. He didn't. We took it out of his hands. Watch, because you do not know the day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. You know, wouldn't it be nice if a thief called you up ahead of time and said, Hey, I'm going to break into your house about midnight tonight. Okay, come on down. I got something for you. (laughs) I feed you a lead sandwich. (laughs) It don't work that way. So we always have to be careful. I mean, I don't know about you, but there's not real often that I forget to lock my doors before I go to bed at night. It has happened before, but not very often. Why? Because I'm being cautious. I'm keeping watch. I also keep something next to my bed so that if anybody comes in, they'll wish they hadn't. (laughs) And, by the way, a little bit lets me know. (laughs) If anybody comes in, he lets me know. Uh, You know, a thief has a plan. Their plan is to outsmart you. You know, one of the things that drives me crazy is when I look on Facebook and somebody says, Oh, we're going to Florida this week. We'll be gone for two weeks. You're advertising to a thief. I'm sorry. You might as well say, Nobody's home. Break in while I'm gone. (laughs) I can't believe people do those things. I know they don't think that way, but they need to. They're not keeping watch. And he says, so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. You know, with all the things that's been going on in the world and and in the East and all the things that are moving us towards a global economy, a one-world government, a one-world order, It makes us want to think, oh, we should expect the Lord any time. Well, according to this, when we expect him, he won't come. You know what the point of that is? We should always be ready. We should always expect him, regardless of what's going on in the world anywhere else. Because we may go to him before he comes to us. (laughs) So we need to be ready at all times times. You know, I've I've been trying to learn this new habit. I read about it somewhere. But when I'm going to sleep at night, and sometimes when I'm meditating on scripture, when I breathe in, I say to myself, I love. When I breathe out, I say, Jesus. Breathe in, I love. Breathe out, Jesus. You'd be amazed at how much calm that brings. It's like, man, I go to sleep easy now. 
because I'm thinking about my Savior who's got me in the palm of his hand. And we're ready. We're ready. You know, he goes on then to say, Who then is the faithful, wise servant whom the master has put in charge of his servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Okay, so here's the thing. Jesus is saying that we as his servants and he as the master expects us to be busy about doing what he told us to do in his word so that when he returns, he will find us still busy about our father's work. And when he does that, that will be when we get to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But he goes on to say what happens if you don't do that. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. Now listen to this, folks. If this don't chill you to the bone, I don't know what will. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <sighs> ah, that, that, That's strong language, folks. But here's the thing. If we're not faithful, if we're not keeping the commandments that he gave us to love our neighbor, to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourself, to be doing good works, to be growing the kingdom, to go and make disciples. If we don't stay busy doing those things, he's going to catch us at a moment when we're not really ready for him. Because we're going to be busy doing what I want instead of what he says. Oh, that's not going to be a good reunion folks that would not be a good reunion you know this man was a servant of the master but it says he was wicked he was wicked he didn't want to do what the master said he did at first but when he decided well he's going to be gone a long time I can do whatever I want I'll live for me instead of for him. I'll just use everything of his as if it's mine. I will abuse what he's given if I want to. But in the end, he will be cut to pieces and assigned a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That place is called hell. Hell 
is talked about more than heaven in the scripture. Did you know that? And did you know that about 42% of all people who say they're Christians do not believe that hell is a real place? I don't believe it. They think that hell is just a way of talking about evil that takes place in this world. They don't believe hell's a real place. They don't believe that there's real flames. They don't believe that God, who is love, would put anybody in such a terrible place. And when those people die, they believe that they just don't exist anymore. It's as if they were never alive. Folks, there's nothing that could be further from the truth. The Bible is very clear. When we go to the Lord or he comes back, whichever comes first for us, we will stand before him and be judged. Now, judgment's already made for us, whether we have accepted Christ or not accepted him. If we, did, if we have accepted him, we're going to be in the line on the right, the Bible says, with all the sheep. Not over here on the left with the goats. All the goats are going to hell, all the sheep are going to heaven. That's already decided by the decision we made here on this earth while we had the opportunity. But we will still stand before him and he will... Judge us according to what we did with what he left the instructions for us to do. God gives us all opportunities every day to serve him by serving someone else. And we can either be in tune with the Holy Spirit and listen to that voice that says you need to speak a word of kindness to this person. You know, that's happened and people say, I was about to kill myself. But you showed me that there is such a thing as kindness left. All kinds of little things, folks. It doesn't have to be some major thing. We don't have to start some major revival. But we can be exactly what somebody needs. Just to be kind. Just to spend a moment with them. I can remember when I was doing my nursing home ministry, some of them older folks, their families never came. There was an old lady. She was 102 years old. She was the nicest person I ever met. Sweet. She had her mind. She had some problems. She couldn't get around as good, so she scooted around in a wheelchair, but she still... She would scoot her chair over when somebody was putting her jacket on. She'd scoot her chair over and grab their arm, the other side of their jacket for them and hold it up while they put their arm in. If somebody came in, she'd scoot over and grab a chair and scoot back with that chair and set it down and say, here you go, here's your chair. Every weekend, she said, my son's come and see me. He's in Ohio. He's an important man, though. He's busy, but he said he's coming this weekend. She'd sit every weekend and watch the door he never came and then she died you know he came then he came after she died 
And I told him. I said, you know, your mom loved you. She was very proud of you. And she waited for you every weekend for the last three years. And you never came. I said, now you're here. I said, I want you to think about that. And I said, she's still waiting for you now. She'll be watching in heaven. And I said, you need to do something to make sure you get there. Of course, he got mad, stomped off. But I just told him the truth. The way that mother waited for her son is what Jesus says. Watch. Our Savior, our King, our Lord is coming. We should be watching. We should be waiting, expecting. We should be having joy waiting for him coming. Instead of getting caught up in all of this TV shows and all of these novels and all this garbage that's going on in the world. We should be joyously waiting because our king is coming. He's coming or we're going to him, but either way, we should be happy waiting for that reunion, watching for him to come and being faithful until we see him. If you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come as we sing. Brother Bob. Our invitation hymn this morning is number 426, Lead Me to Calvary. Stand and sing, please. King of my life, I crown thee now, thine shall the glory be, lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow, lead me to Calvary, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Let me like Mary through the glooms come with a gift to Calvary, lest I forget. Girl.
pray for Kathy. She's still struggling. Um, hopefully the antibiotics will kick in soon and start easing her pain. But uh, She's thinking about heading back to the hospital. Oh, she is. She's thinking about going back to the hospital. Okay. Well, uh, anybody who wishes to pray for her, uh, Mary's going to stand in for her. <laughs> yeah. And I think anybody else, I know Luke's had some health issues, Penny has, a lot of people Right. Been under the weather, and so not only for Kathy, but for everyone. That so let's pray for all the illnesses, uh, everybody who's struggling, and anybody who wants to come up here and pray. That's fine, and you can pray where you are. But uh, God knows every need, even the ones we don't know about, <laughs> the things that might happen yet. So let's pray, Father God, Lord. We do come to you on behalf of Kathy and Luke and Penny and all the others here who are struggling with some challenge, some health issues, Lord, and other life issues. There can be a moment.